Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Cushio. You know, I really enjoyed that conversation with George Freeland. We could probably have spent two shows talking about what's up at the Jackson County Economic Development Foundation. And what he shared from J- Jerry St. Pay at the end was really powerful, actually. It goes back to a point that I made last week, and I'll come back to that in a second. But what he essentially said is that uh, being overwhelmed is a good thing. And as a former CEO for 15, 16 years of my, my career, uh, I know what it feels like to be overwhelmed, but the point that Jerry made to to George, and he lives this example every day, is that when you're overwhelmed, it reminds you why you need other people and why you must have a strong team, and it takes a team of people to be able to accomplish things. And the point that I made last week is simply the point about um, people need to need to trust their gut. <laughs> Too often we overthink things, and when we overthink, there's a human nature in us that wants to wants to avoid risk. So if we think about it too much, we're, we're going to tend to tend to pick the safer route. And the safer route's not always the best route for your own development, for your business, for whatever it, it is you're involved in. Some, you know, you, oftentimes you need to trust your gut and you need to do the things that are uncomfortable. You need to think, do the things that make you feel overwhelmed. You know, I, I picked things throughout my career that would make me incredibly uncomfortable. Um, and it's in, the, in those moments, that's when you learn the most. And uh, I mentioned that someone called me a human sponge once, but I still am a hu- human sponge. I'm 64 years old now, enjoying doing Coast View in my retired life. And uh, I'm still a human sponge. I love, I love meeting and talking to people and changing my point of view about things and growing as a person. It makes a big difference. Um, and you know what? Our next guest, Aaron Rossetti, who is a, has a really important job in, in communications at Memorial Hospital, uh, is a great example. She's a one coast winner. She's got a great story. But, you know, we're going to both, you know, listen, if I say we both, I would say the listeners and I, uh, I think you'll agree when we get done talking to Erin that she has a lot to, to share. But anyway, let me, let me uh, without any further ado, let me say good morning to you, Erin. How are you? I'm doing well, Ricky. Thanks for having me. Well, you mentioned to me off the air that you got sleep last night. So t- tell me, tell me about your family. Yeah, so I have a son, um, newborn. Well, not newborn stage anymore. We're in the infancy stage, but he's eight months old and in a couple weeks. So it's been a learning curve that I could have never anticipated. I think being a parent is the most humbling thing ever. So it's yeah. been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. A lot of long nights, but last night was a good one. <laughs> Well, you know what? I, my wife, Ann, and I often talked about this. We had three kids, and now we have four grandkids. But the thing that we said to each other is that God does something to us when we have kids. And that is that it it, it wipes away our memory of life before kids. So, because if so we true. were to remember what that was like, we might want it more. So we, we have it. We have it. It wipes out. And then it, what it does is it shifts your entire focus in your life to your kids. That's all that really matters Absolutely. now. And it's a wonderful transition in life at the end of the day, though, isn't it? It is. I think the how quickly your priorities shift without you even having to think. I mean, it is a very subconscious shift, and it's it's very meaningful, right, because you realize what's most important. So, okay, we're going to get into the details of what you do in a second, but just j- j- get, sort of give me the headline on what your, your position is there at Memorial. 
Sure. So I'm the communications manager, meaning I manage strategy and um, implementation of our internal and external communications strategies across the board. So uh, we have a massive health system, as you know, for our for our regional base. Um, and I'm here for issues management, crises, um, of course, social media management strategy, um, helping with media relations. So I do quite a bit in my role, but it's great because I get to touch every aspect of the system. So what I love to talk to people like you who at a very young age actually had the opportunity to, to go other places and this opportunity to come here and make your mark. But you went to you went to LSU. But tell me before that, tell me, where did you grow up and why LSU and kind of give me the, the early days of Aaron? Sure. So I'm from the area. I'm from St. Martin, um, born and raised, went to high school at St. Martin. And I, I've always loved living here. I've always loved the fact that we have access to so many incredible things and it's not very costly. However, I knew I wanted to, to go see other things whenever I um, graduated high school and I chose LSU as a very last minute choice. People would be shocked to hear that today because I am very much a Tiger fan, true and true. Um, but my first choice was University of Alabama for public relations. They have a really incredible uh, school of public relations there. and. I didn't make it there because it just didn't feel like home. So uh, truly, ninth inning, final hour, I choose to go to LSU because it just felt like it was my place, right? I felt like people really cared for me there. And I had only spent a little bit of time um, on the campus, but everyone welcomed me so quickly. It was only two and a half hours away from here. So that was a benefit as well. Um, I love being near family. So there were many uh, positives for my experience at LSU and I would not trade it for the world because I learned so much about myself. Um, it's a massive campus, I think 35,000 students now. So you're interacting with a lot of people from different backgrounds on a daily basis. And I'm so glad that I chose that as my as my education. So you, you got a degree in mass communications and you went yeah. on to get an MBA from LSU Shreveport, but did you know you wanted to get into something communication or you just weren't sure? Talk to me about that. Yeah, I, you know, I think growing up, I was always really involved in a lot of different attributes. So leadership came pretty naturally. I was, you know, voluntold for several leadership opportunities as I was in high school. And then I started to realize that I loved to establish synergies where they didn't exist. So I loved connecting people. I loved people stories. Um, so what makes you unique? What is your background? Um, and I'm a huge history buff. So kind of piecing everything together was part of my DNA as well. And public relations just seemed to fit, right? It's you're, you're really synthesizing a lot of information. You're really attuned to your audiences. You're establishing synergies where they don't exist. That's a huge part of our role. And it was a natural fit for me. And the first person that recommended this as a field was my mom. She, she literally printed out back in the day, whenever you printed things out from the internet, because you didn't have access to it everywhere you were. Um, and she handed me, you know, the sheet that said, what is public relations? What are your, what are your main responsibilities and duties? And as soon as I read that, I said, oh, oh wow, I didn't realize there was a field for this. You know, I didn't realize that my skill sets could be attributed to a specific um, industry. So from there, the rest is history. I've never veered, um, never changed my major. I've always worked in PR communications. Hey, was Jerry Seppos there when you were there? He was, he was my dean. Yeah, so Jerry Seppos and I, he was uh, the vice president of news at Knight Ritter. And, of course, Knight okay. Ritter at one point on the Sun-Herald. So 
we worked right. very closely together when he was, you know, it's just a small world. You know, it, I often say about the small world that we live in, incidentally, that it's always amazing to me that people burn any bridges because what goes around comes around. It's a very small yeah. world. And while there could be tension, you know, in one situation, you know, what I try to do is switch to the next situation and find peace because ultimately mm – -hmm. You never know when your past will cross again. But Jerry, terrific leader. What an incredible newsman uh, he is. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I know that he's enjoying retirement. Um, so anyway, so you uh, you get out of LSU and uh, you had opportunities to work in Baton Rouge, even Chicago. Tell me about you know the path that you took after school. Yeah, so I um, I was forced again, voluntold. And, you know, I think the, the theme of this is that you second guess yourself often. You don't know. It's almost that imposter syndrome. Um, you know, am I able to do what I think I can do? Um, and other people have a lot of confidence in me. Why don't I have that confidence in myself? Um, and so I think, you know, whenever I was a senior in college, I kept contemplating, okay, what is my next step? My professor at the time for my capstone class who I adore and I'm still really close to today, she recommended um, she recommended that I apply for this internship opportunity through Edelman Public Relations, which is one of the largest PR firms in the world. And I was like, I'll never get this. There's no way, you know, but I'll, I'll go ahead. Let me, let me submit my portfolio. I think I had a week to do it. I got my recommendation letters. Um, so I submitted and I became the inaugural Ruth Edelman PR SSA award winner. And that meant that I could choose any domestic office for Edelman PR here in the United States. And my first choice was Austin, Texas. They didn't have any internship availability at that point. Second choice was New York. And then third was Chicago. New York didn't feel, again, like home to me. You know, Chicago felt a little more uh, manageable because it is a city that is 900 miles away, yes, in a very different locale. But it just seemed a little more my comfort zone. So that's the, the, the office that I chose. And I got to work with some of the best in the industry, really established a solid foundation um, of the skills that I would need throughout my career there. Uh, really happy for that opportunity, of course. But after about a year in Chicago, I realized that wasn't for me. You know, between the climate, um, the environment of corporate communications, where I didn't feel like I was making much of an impact. Um, there were many things that just led me to come back here after I saw the development 10 years after Katrina, the amount of confidence that was being, um, you know, built around this area that really caught my attention. And I wanted to leverage the skill sets that I had learned through college and through that experience at Edelman and make a positive impact on this area. So what we're going to do when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Aaron Rossetti. She works in leads the, the communications efforts at Memorial Hospital. I want to, we're going to come back to that imposter syndrome for a second, because that's an important point that you made. And uh, I had a guest last week say the same thing, and it goes to this point of being uncomfortable. And I, I want to zero in on that. And then talk a little bit more about what you do these days, a little bit more deeply. We'll see you after this break. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Kofi. We're having a conversation with Aaron Rossetti, who's the communications manager at, at Memorial and Guppport. And one of the things that <clears throat> that we were we were talking about before we went to break, you were talking about Chicago seemed like a good fit. And you know what? The first time I went to Chicago, I, the, there's something about Midwest sensibility that I really liked it. I hated the weather. Mm-hmm. I spent mm-hmm. the, I spent you know coming in and out of there a lot in, during my career. But um, but you know you represented the. What we're what our goal is that if as young people leave here and there's a lot of brain drain, we're losing too many young people who are going off yeah. to to uh, you know further their careers. We hope that we will always create sort of this compelling case for action to bring them back home. So you're an mm-hmm. example of a success story. We were able to get you to come back home because of what this what this community meant to you. One mm-hmm. of the things you mentioned, though, you talked about the imposter syndrome. And uh, I had a great conversation with a young man last week, and his name is C- Caleb Olku, and he owns Olku Logistics. He was also a One Coast winner, I might add. But he talked about this feeling of being uncomfortable and, and, and matching up. But anyone who's really aspiring to do great things in your life, you have to, you have to be really honest about what you don't know. But describe the, the, how, how that imposter syndrome applied to you. So, um, you know, I think in any instance, if someone approaches you and says, I think you would be great for this or you should consider this, there's always that gut check. Why me? Am I really, do I really evoke this, um, this feeling or, you know, this idea that I can accomplish this or I can take on all of this responsibility? And pretty much for every request that I've received or accolade or whatever, I always think, really me? And that's, that's hard, you know, that's a hard thing to get your, to get your hands around. Um, and I think it's so common, but people rarely talk about it. You see the accomplishment at the end of the day, or you see the promotion, or you see um, the added responsibilities, but you don't see that someone is struggling with a thought of that in the beginning. And if we can be a little more open about it, it's less taboo. That's for sure. It is very, it is very powerful. And I, I can't agree more. I mean, people have a tendency to put the facade up and sort of live the position where what's really going on inside is, holy mackerel, holy, can <laughs> I do this? Can I, can I learn what's really going to be required? And, you know, if you're really true to yourself, every single person who aspires to that next step in life, and certainly it was true for me as well, that there's so much to learn. There's, there's, and if you're critical, I mean, if you're critical of yourself, which you have mm-hmm. to be to be successful because that's the way you overcome, you know, maybe your shortcomings along the way. But so really important lesson. I, th- I think it's great when people like you sort of admit it, that this is, you know, this is kind of part of the process. So mm-hmm. let's just, Aaron, let's shift gears a second. Tell me, I mean, man, you got a, a hundred um, uh, physician clinics there, f- over 5,000 team members. I mean, this is a large organization. Tell me more about Memorial. Yeah, so this is my, in January, I started this position. So, um, of course, I had a background of what Memorial was, what it stood for as a patient, um, but I wasn't quite sure what to expect while working in healthcare, especially for such a large system in our area. And I will say that the the environment here is so welcoming. Um, People really want to help you. They want to see you succeed. They want to give you the tools and resources you need to thrive. And for me, again, huge learning curve. I had never worked in healthcare, um, in healthcare PR. So it's been quite a bit of an adjustment and, and learning the new language, learning the jargon, learning the system itself has been very challenging because it is so dynamic, especially during a global health crisis, right? 
But at the end of the day, what we do here is we try to inform and educate and really continue the wellness of our community and help impact that as much as we can. That is, that's our overall goal, especially with COVID. Education was key, you know, making yeah. sure mis misinformation was rampant. So that was our role here. Misinformation was rampant. And I, I talked about it all the time on this show. And I've had, I've had Kent Nico, your CEO on the show. He's a good friend. And uh, Dr. Nicholas Conger, one of the infectious disease doctors there, he, he has been so incredibly generous with his time. And literally, I'm, as I mentioned off the air, I've lost count on how many times he's been on the yeah. show. But his, he's such a practical-minded guy. He's mm -hmm. able to sort of cut through the junk in a way that's so practical and yeah. he cares deeply and he just wanted to get the message out. We're lucky to have people like him, but you've got, you've got a lot of people like him, don't you? Yes, we do. And our, you know, our, um, again, our environment here, our culture is that we are a team and we succeed whenever we lift each other up. And so we, we certainly try to live that value out every single day, not just in marketing, but throughout the entire system. So it's really fun to be part of that type of team. You love to travel. You love the water. Was yes. the, when you were in Chicago, was the water the thing that wanted to bring you back? Oh, you know, I think it was the fact that I could enjoy what we naturally have here um, without truly without having to, you know, lose an arm for it because it's so expensive <laughs> to live in a big city. I mean, just to enjoy something, it's it's really tough if you're only, you know, working to survive. And that's what I felt like I was doing. And whenever we came back here, you know, I was working, of course, for a few years, my husband and I, and we decided, let's just buy a boat because we can do it. We have the expendable income. We have that discretionary income. We can do it. We can enjoy our islands. We can enjoy the rivers, the bays, the bayous, and go fishing whenever we want to. And that is a luxury that a lot of people my age don't have elsewhere um, because there isn't that ability to do it, you know? And I think that's a, that's a blessing that we have in this area. Again, low cost of living, high quality of life. You can drive anywhere you need to be um, pretty quickly if you want that that really big metro feel um, but here we've got everything that we need i should have i should have planned an hour conversation but here's what we're <laughs> going to do we're going to come back again in, in the relative near future and okay. continue our conversation because you have such a fire such an energy that you emanate and it's very infectious and i really Thanks. appreciate the fact that you took the time to, to spend some time with me today thank you i appreciate it this has been Aaron Rossetti, the communication manager at Memorial Hospital in Gulfport. She's just a terrific leader, and we'll, uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll circle back with her soon and continue our conversation. Anyway, have a great day, Aaron, and you have a good day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.